This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. The ring I could let go? That stuff belonged to people I knew. People who went out and never came back. We found that stuff. We didn't do anything. You hurt my son. I swear you'll never see us again. I know. Welcome to Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 133. How are you doing, Scott? Oh, I'm lovely. How are you, Kimmy? Well, winter has hit. Winter is here. Yes. I and think it... we skipped the 70s, didn't we? We went right from the oh. 90s, 80s. Yeah. Down I thought into you the meant the decade. I thought you I meant know. the decade. Uh, I know. I figured you would think that. <laughs> Yeah, fall didn't stick around very long, and now it's been raining here in Atlanta for two days straight, and we've got river floodings, and it's supposed to rain for another day and a half. I'm getting ready to start building an ark here pretty soon. We got two or three more days of rain coming our way. It's just not we just, good. We, we're just getting constant updates about how the river's about to flood. And we live near the river, so. The hooch. Yep. It's just not good. And it's cold and miserable. And everybody's like tired and depressed, and it's just been a barrel of laughs the past couple of days. I kind of like weather like this; not too bad. No, I get really? a lot of work done that way. I Ugh. like it when I don't have to go to work. And I can just roll mm. over in bed. And, Ugh, I have you know. no motivation. No, we've Maybe had open the window a little bit. We've had serious like rain. road closings and stuff because of the river swamp I, and roads. I'm but... thinking I might go open the window right now and go to bed. No, okay. you have something to do. Oh, you have work to do. Right, right, right. So show. drink your beer and tell us what you're drinking. Well, I can't do both at the same time because that would be very wet. Um, <laughs> I am drinking Southern Tier Brewing Company's uh, Citra Hop Live. It says, bright, refreshing, and loud. Southern Tier is out of Lakewood, New York. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely got a citrus pop to it, that's for sure. It's, it's, um, it's not... Yeah, I mean, actually, it is somewhat smooth tasting. It's not as bitter as an IPA, but it's definitely uh, very citrusy. It's good, though. I like it. Well, it's funny that you're drinking that beer because really? we're drinking Guayabera. Uh, Goyabera. Goyabera? Think, yeah. Citra Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewing, which mm-hmm. is out of Florida. We're Tampa. In Flo- Tampa, Florida. But I think um, I think they like teamed up with um, Oscar Blues. Or something. At least uh-huh. when we were at the Oscar Blues up in Brevard, I know they had yes. uh, cigars. Yes. Um, 
But it's actually, I, you know, I, I wasn't really uh, thinking this was going to be a good beer, but it's actually extremely good. It's really good. It is. I, I mean, love it. It's Goya Berra Citra Pale Ale. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be like some weird fruity beer from Florida. It's actually really good. <laughs> what? Like most Floridians? <laughs> no. It's Florida. Come on. It's Citra. I mean, you got to think they got to be pushing the citrus. Yes. I would think. But no, it's actually a really mm-hmm. good beer. I like it. Nice. And plus, like when I, I would say- go to the grocery store, it's always sitting on the shelf and no one's buying it. Oh, well, nice. now we'll buy it. Yeah, so I'm going to stock up. Bring it for Thanksgiving when we get together. All right, we'll I'm thankful right now. It's a good beer. Hmm. Well, you just ordered some beer online, too. Yeah, uh, I did. I did. I'm not sure who actually put this whole thing together, but The Walking Dead has put together um, Beer The Walking Dead, which is actually... We should have based... claimed that. Huh? We should have claimed that name. Yeah. Uh, yeah based that on the Fear The Walking Dead character... Um, shoot. Jim, it's Augie's Ale. Yeah, they they're actually putting out Augie's Ale, which they've teamed up with Wicked Weed Brewing out of Asheville, and mm-hmm. um, you can order pre-order it online, um, and I think they have uh, links to it on the Fear the Walking Dead website. Possibly, I know I they got, I, I know we got some some um, emails about it being released. Um, maybe maybe we can put it on our put a link to it on our website or something. Yeah, we'll yeah. put it on Facebook. We'll put it on Facebook since we don't have a website yeah. anymore, Scott. And it's coming out in like January, right? Oh, that's right. Yes, um, we can. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, the beer is. Um, I believe you can pre-order it, like I was saying, and it will actually be delivered in January, right um, to our door. But I'm not sure if they're going to be producing it, kind of like the wines were pretty. You know, like if it's actually going to be like in a limited. Bunch, well, and if, if it's going to be in a bunch of stores or not, it says limited production. Probably, but, well, I don't think it'll be that widely sold unless it's popular. I think it's going to be dependent on how many pre-orders they get. They might make right. more. What's Wicked that, Weed do, does a lot of limited edition beers, though. They do good beers, though. Very oh, good yes, beers. Oh, yes, fantastic beers. Some of the best in the nation. And I think it's another Blood Orange, isn't it? Just uh, like the original Walking Dead yes. beer? Yes, I think it was, If from what you showed me. Anyways, it's exciting. Should I was excited when I saw that. Augie's, yeah. Augie's Ale. Yeah. Yeah. Us being huge fans of fear, that's that's pretty cool news. It's very cool news. And actually, the fun thing is that they list all the ingredients, which I think match up to what he <laughs> nice. was saying. Nice. Said the ingredients are, although they don't, they should have left a space for the thing that he doesn't say what is in there. Oh, the like dot dot thing. dot. Yeah, but maybe they did. We'll have to see. All right, let's talk about The Walking Dead, season nine, episode six. Who are you now? First episode without Rick Grimes, right? Yeah. Yep. It kind of all just kind of meshes together. There's so much going on. And that mm-hmm. Rick Grimes episode felt like a season finale. But here we are back again one week later. And we've done a six-year time jump. And it's the season premiere. And it's right. the it season is premiere. World premiere. It is like a season premiere. Right. I mean, it, it is. Everything's different. I think it's super inventive. Welcome the new show. Yeah. I mean, it's inventive the way they reinvented all the characters and everything. So anyways, what did you guys think? Uh, I I liked it, and I think um, you know it's very much like we talked about this. The group of new characters coming in was a vehicle to help tell the story of the people that we already know and kind of where they've gone in the past seven years or so. Um, and I thought it was I thought it that worked out really well. I enjoyed it very much. Scott, yeah, I thought it was an excellent episode. Uh, that you know another one in the long stream of good episodes they've had recently. I am curious, or I was curious to see how we were going to be reintroduced to our old characters and new faces, and uh, 
and I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um, I, I, to tell you the truth, I was pretty much pleased with all the characters. The only one that I was a little bit down on was Michonne, but but I certainly understood where Michonne was coming from, mm-hmm. why she was a lot harder now yeah. than she was. Agreed. Um, so it it was a, it was a logical change. I love the I love the new Eugene. Thought his character was much better. Eugene is and, badass now. But yeah, 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 exactly. Partially. And uh <laughs> <laughs> He started out badass and then it was like, what are you doing, man? And I will have to say this, I certainly see a lot more chemistry between Father Gabriel and Rosita than I did between Father Gabriel and Anne. Me yeah, too. Yeah, I think when we saw when much you see that, parent. I think it was like you would never have guessed that matchup but it yeah it worked out a lot better it made more sense well not only that i mean what the hell i mean I, I, father gabriel's getting more action than daryl <laughs> i mean <laughs> father gabriel's moving around man yeah he is i like that he went from like a bit part where we never heard from him yes. or he his he was kind of squirrely for a while there yep. and now he's mm-hmm. like become this major impactful character well he's he's one of the leaders of the of the town now Right. I mean, he was the head of their council, the chairman of the council. Right. So. Right. Yep. So, yeah. And, you know, we've always said that we kind of liked Father Gabriel when he got to be um, in charge of things, you know, or got control of himself. I mean, I remember warrior Father Gabriel I loved. Mm -hmm. It was my favorite character of his. Like when they went after the satellite outpost or whatever. Right. But uh, I I like the Father Gabriel we've got now. He's certainly better than the whiny Gabriel. God, God, I couldn't stand that guy. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe maybe we needed to go through that whiny Gabriel to really appreciate the Gabriel we got now. Mm-hmm. Well, he definitely has more of a uh, voice in the community. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's like standing up like anytime there's Oh, he's any a leader. Of, yeah. I mean, he's a leader in the community. Yep. But he also can lighten up a little bit too, which was nice. Kimmy, what did you think, Con? I really enjoyed this episode for everything that you guys said. I mean, I like that we're finally seeing a different Michonne. Different hairstyle, different. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I think she's she's a more mature and more forceful. Yeah, forceful. forceful. Thank you. That's what I was trying to look mm-hmm. for. Um, I like. We're still kind of don't know what's going on with Hilltop, although I I have some ideas. I love that my favorite storyline has finally been introduced mm-hmm. at the very end of this episode. So I can't see, I can't wait to see where that goes. And even the Daryl parts, like I feel Uh so bad for Daryl. I'm sad for him. But also you kind of understand where he's coming from too. It's like. I I, I don't know if I do. Sure, but I also like the way he kind of seems to recover from that somewhat at the end there. Yeah. When uh, Carol shows up to pick him up on a ride. Yeah. He loves her. Okay, so I mean, he's kind of background character. So what's going on with Daryl? I mean, he's just. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's just kind of being. Himself. He's a recluse. Yeah, he's being solitary. Yeah, he's a recluse. He's. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he's just went, gone out on his own, right? I think the death of Rick just kind of threw him under the bus, and he is still mourning. And I think mm-hmm. you know he's always been that guy who want who didn't want to be a part of a group. He always wanted to be solitary, right. and he told them that many, many times mm-hmm. over. And when Rick finally died, or you know, so he thinks that was his brother. Someone that he right. loved more than anything, and it was also the leader of his group. 
And I don't think he wanted to get close to anybody again or to even go through any of that, like, who's in charge? I'm in charge. We're going to fight it out. He doesn't want to deal with any of that. Kind of well, like You remember Daryl after they first got to Alexandria, even when Rick was in charge. Daryl was climbing the there. walls. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he was climbing the walls. The only thing that was keeping him there, the only thing that was keeping him in the fold was Rick. Mm-hmm. Right. So the only the only time we really see him is when he's like he catches that fish and has to kill the other right. walker and then at the very end and Carol shows up mm-hmm. right that's the only time you right. see him in the episode. Well, when right. he wakes up at the beginning, he's in the tent, the tattered tent. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. right. So that. he's you know Which he's living out in the woods available. somewhere, yeah. living off the land, you yeah. know that kind of thing. Although and, I did, uh, you know, I, after watching it a couple of times, I didn't even realize he smiles when Carol shows up. It's oh, like oh, such yeah. a faint smile. Yeah, but it, it is. is a, but you can it see is it. a smirk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that we don't go back to the Daryl that doesn't have any lines. Yeah. And that grunts all the time. I don't think we will. I want. I want to keep going. I think. With this I, I really do guy. think that. I. I think. Um. I really think Carol has a plan on why she's picking him up. Is she I picking think... him up or delivering supplies? No, no. She said, "You need a ride." Yeah. I think she was coming to pick him up. Oh. Yeah. So I think I think her plan is to bring him with her to to Hilltop, and then she's got a plan for him because hmm. she was definitely setting out to go find him right from the beginning. Yeah, you I, know, I, even though they got sidetracked by uh, Jed and the boys. One thing I do have to say about the episode overall is that them not dealing with Hilltop the entire time, other than talking about going to Hilltop, did not bother me at all. Well, I, I actually found it to be fascinating. The fact that they didn't um, they didn't bite the temptation to do something with Hilltop in yeah, the episode. Same. And, and they were very, you know, they gave us clues, though, as to what's going on at Hilltop. It wasn't like it was unmentioned. I mean, right. it's definitely, we. I think we can deduce that Maggie's gone because, I, I, who was it? It was Michonne was talking to somebody and they were saying something about, to the effect of, uh, well, oh, no, it was, it was um, King Ezekiel and Carol were talking. And he says how Hilltop is, seems farther away than ever. And 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 she was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, ever since ever since she left. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. And that's when you knew that something had happened well, he said, Hilltop. Didn't, yeah, they, didn't they say ever, ever, than, ever since uh, it happened? They kept saying that. Yeah, ever, so, ever, ever since, since it, it happened. happened. Right. Okay. Which you're not really you, sure. I mean, you're assuming right. it's ever since, like, Rick, Rick. died. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but I'm not sure. No, if, I if was I, assuming it was Carol. That they were talking about that oh. the, that that well there was some impact. there was some major event that was mentioned a mm-hmm. few times not just in in their discussion right uh, other people's where, discussions yeah in other people's discussions where it was like ever since it happened and I was like mm-hmm. uh, my initial thought okay it was it was when Rick died and then maybe mm-hmm. they split up and there wasn't that connection there or something but then as watching it the second time I was thinking that might mean something else mm-hmm. which right. you're you may be alluding there's something to. there's Stu. Stu, there is also another clue in there somewhere, and I do not remember exactly what it was, but something else that someone said that made it sound like there had been a regime change, regime change at Hilltop. But I can't remember what it was. But something definitely hit me to, to associate that. Yeah. But, no, I agree. I get, there is something there. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll bring it out when, as we're talking about it. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing, though, is that if last week was definitely Lauren Cohen's last episode. They certainly mm-hmm. did not play it up very much to the fans. I don't think it was. I think we will see more you know of her with... Are you, so, I think 
Are you thinking that Maggie we're died? We're going to see more of her. Is gone no, 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 no. Or, oh, okay. I still think Maggie is gone with Georgie, but I also yeah. still think that Maggie's coming back. Mm, okay. And either it's this season or it's going to be next season. But she's not gone forever. I think she will. we will see her again this season, and I think it's going to be with Georgie's people. And I think Georgie's people are going to be playing a more integral part in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. And that's why I think we'll have more in, uh, more scenes with Carol. Mm-hmm. I mean, with uh, Maggie coming back. So yeah. I, I I don't think we've seen her for, by, for at the end of this season by any means. We There would have been more to it. Let's put it that way. There would have been more show to her disappearing. Right. That's what I'm saying, too. Right. So they, it, it was so low-key that there was no way for... Um, I mean, like they didn't even talk about on The Talking Dead. So it's there was no way the for the viewers to process that she was leaving. They didn't have we right. didn't we have not had that chance yet. So no. that's why I'm thinking. But then a lot of people actually speculated that last week was supposed to be her last week because she was supposed to go out with Rick. So you know, I, I still think she's coming back, but well, it yeah, might be I a mean, long that, delay. No, that was definitely not her last week. That was not a send off. Yeah. for Maggie's character that in no way that was a Rick send off. Mm-hmm. So no, Maggie's coming back. I don't think there's any, any doubt that she's still in the story. She's just not, I, you know, was it you that said last week you thought maybe, um, uh, Enid had taken over Hilltop? No, that's in the comments section for the agenda. Oh, was that what it is? Okay. never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I read it from one of our listeners. Got it. Got it. Right. <laughs> so, and I thought that was a very astute observation. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what's going on at Hilltop. Yeah. Yeah. But we've talked, we've actually talked a lot about Hilltop for the fact, after the fact that it was not even It was in the not show. even. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good it's point. It's still a prominent place in our minds. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, having it switch back and forth so much between different environments i guess is kind of where it, it starts getting more into that docudrama kind of thing and i think it right. is for here it, it worked really well to not go there but talk about it as being this distant place yeah. and and when right. they were bringing it up that was ezekiel was concerned that um oh his, the, his son was going to be going there to learn from the blacksmith right, right? earl yeah who was earl. the one who was involved right. with uh, Gregory. maggie yes yeah he attacked maggie so now he's a um, prominent person in the, in well, the... well, they don't know. See, that's the thing. That remember, Ezekiel even says, um, "Well, if he hasn't gone into retirement, well, no, so he, they've had. They said that he's a trainer, right, right, right. But they said, but one of the two, either Carol or him, said, "Well, if he hasn't gone into a retirement, which means they're not in real good communication with Hilltop right now, right, right." But that doesn't mean he's not prominent. He's like a prominent no, person no, in that. the neighborhood. In the why do I keep saying neighborhood? In the community, cul-de-sac. <laughs> but i mean my question is now that that those little suburbanites (laughs) now that the bridge is gone what kind of impact did that really have on the different communities we know that the sanctuary is kaput it's no longer Mm -hmm. it failed yeah what other impacts did that bridge going out have on the other communities and like well i mean like how do they communicate and stuff like that they, you know, Rick stressed that losing that bridge would be um, would be harder for them to keep in communication and trade, yeah. right? With the other things, and it does sound like since then the the communities have gone their own way. Yep, because yeah. you know that's why Ezekiel wants to have that fairs. He wants to bring the communities back into contact with each other. So evidently, they're not in contact with each other very much. 
Although I have to say, when Michonne was down there talking to Rick again, mm-hmm. yes, that river did seem very easy to cross. Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. with a wagon loaded in comparison. With, with goods. You well, know? you could have used parts of the bridge and made a freaking raft. I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's do it. Tom. Pontoon bridge, baby. Yeah. Pontoon Tom bridge. Sawyer. We got logs. Style. The festival that you brought up, Scott, is also interesting because if everybody remembers, um, that was... What in my mind, that's the festival that um, Rick was daydreaming about in oh, season. You mean when he was old man Rick? Seven, yeah. Old man Rick in the dreams. Uh huh. Huh. It sounds I mean, like a band. Yeah, it was. <laughs> old man Rick and the dreamers. Yeah, so it's interesting that they're actually going to do a festival after all of that. Hey, I got a quick question for you. It's from. It's it's actually from uh, the beginning. What um, was that? A van that we should have recognized for any reason? No, I don't. The one think that Michonne so. broke into. No, she seemed to recognize it for some reason. I thought she, she knew was... where to look for stuff. Yeah, she did. Huh? I didn't get that impression at all. I didn't either. I just, I just thought that she yeah. just came across a van that had been overgrown with vines, and she was just going to check it out to see if there's anything inside. I think your comment's interesting, but I just think like, yeah, she knew okay where to look quickly for stuff that is needed. Because people like right. store their keys and the uh, uh-huh. visor uh-huh. and yeah. stuff like that. So I think that's hey, why she's. And you know, and I, I'm gold. thrilled that she f- she found the little uh, Rick figurine. But man, I wanted those baseball cards. I knew y'all were going <laughs> to say something about that. <laughs> Start looking through them. Those are sixty nines. Those are sixty nine baseball cards. I want those. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I enjoy just the 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 light in the dark. You know, finding little things and I, I, even the walker yeah. that's attached to the tree and that the birds cool. getting right. the worm off of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I thought that was good. That was nice. And Daryl uh-huh. leaves it alone. Yep. Yeah. Well, he sees the walker as 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 a is producing for food for the birds there, exactly. so it's actually part of the process now. It's providing for the ecosystem now. Providing life. Yep. Exactly. So, our our new characters come in pretty quick mm-hmm. early on, which I like. Luke, of course, is like the the he's the mouthpiece. He is the mouthpiece, and the funny thing is that we watched. Uh, what was it? Fantastic Beasts. Just last week with the kids on yeah last week mm-hmm. on Friday and he, he was, was in it. That. Yeah, he was the yep. main one of the main characters. Oh, that guy it. has been in tons of stuff. He's been in a in a ton of um, B movie, uh, Animal House knockoffs and stuff like that, where he's played some really grubby characters. Well, it's good to see he's got better parts stuff then. like that. Yes, yes. But um, yeah, I I really like his character a lot in this. Yeah, I do too. I think yeah, actually the whole group and um, Magna's yeah. really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna like her. Oh, I th- I did think that Luke. Um, I actually printed this out and put this on my wall behind my desk at work now. Uh-huh. His saying about education was fantastic. Uh. He said he said uh, education never ends, even in the face of monsters and mayhem. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was fantastic. I'm a music teacher. My new favorite saying. I'm a yep. music teacher, I guess, still. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Exactly. That was very good. Yeah, I might get the t-shirt with that on it. But it's really cool that we now have um, a deaf actor, mm-hmm. a hard mm-hmm. of hearing actor, and mm-hmm. it just um, you know continues from last season where we had the amputees. I love the fact she's a journalist. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait yeah. to see what happens with that, because I think that's going to be really interesting. Get she's her such a good... together with Al from Fear the Walking Dead. 
Because I love the fact that Al was Al is a journalist. I thought that was one of the most intriguing parts about her. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested in this girl being the journalist um, and what she will bring there. Especially since I'm curious to see if they ever play anything more about the fact that she um, she went after those politicians. Because I wonder if it had anything to do with the apocalypse and so forth that she was exposing. Right. That's what it seemed like when she was saying that. Yeah. When, it, when her right. sister was. So I would love to see if really? they play any further with that. I didn't you pick know. up on that either. Oh, uh, well, it just, it seemed like it would be a perfect write-in. Like, you know, that it was, right. yeah, it had something to do with the, everything that fell apart. Oh, you're right. Well, the, because of the, the Rick movies, they said they're going to be showing other parts of the world now. So that would yeah. be interesting to be able to tie in that story. The other thing I thought that was kind of like, when I first saw her, I, I thought of uh, kind of like our, our guy in Fear who was in the wheelchair you know yeah. the, this person with the handicap how's the person with the handicap survive but it's right. it's that um heightened other senses because right. when the walkers are coming up every time they show them um i was one of the recent scenes uh mm-hmm. where, where it was like oh you see all the trees moving you don't hear anything yeah. but you just see trees moving and birds like flying around so that was last yeah. last episode with Rick. yeah yeah it was the last yeah right 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 rick was laying on the ground i guess and that that happened I was thinking, man, you know, if you have those heightened, because everything's quiet anyways, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, it actually might be a plus well, to not be hearing everything that's moving around you. For the episode. Because all they do is go. <laughs> for the episode next week, <laughs> they show Which them. Which is kind of like hanging out with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Daryl and I would have a great conversation. They show the group in the back of the wagon heading to Hilltop, and the two of them stop. Mm-hmm. And they start looking in the woods, and everybody's like, what? What's, what is it? Right. Yeah, because all the trails on the on the concrete in front of, or on the, on the road in front there's of There's visuals, but there's like vibrations and other things that people mm-hmm. n- wouldn't necessarily pick up on mm-hmm. that they might pick up on. Vibrations, mm-hmm. that's a good point. That's that interesting. A good point. Yeah. <laughs> or just like the smell of walkers. Heightened sense yes. of smell. Yeah. There was. Is, someone did make a comment about. Actually, like, that's the, a horrible world to have a heightened sense of smell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, um, well, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about. The, the, okay, there was a comment that somebody made about just the amount of walkers that are still around, yeah. like just questioning, yep. which is, is good. I was actually wondering about like Daryl is hunting in the river, and there's like the walker, and he's yeah. about to catch a fish and eat it. Yes, I thought the same thing. And yet there's dead bodies in there. Yes, and mm-hmm. I was like, ugh. I thought the same thing. Well, it just thing. comes something you live with, you know. You gotta think those rivers or streams gotta Disgusting. stink. Mm-hmm. There's gotta mm-hmm. be putridness, like washing through yeah. the water. Ugh. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so. you get a dead, dead animal upstream. I mean, it's like it's contaminated. Whole, yeah, the whole stream is awful. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the other uh, contaminants in the water because all the systems broke down. Yeah, right. True. Yeah. Fuels yeah. and everything else. I know we, you know, we we make a joke about it, but in eastern North Carolina, when those um, oh, the pig those farms, pig farms yeah. yeah, the pig farms, uh, their waste spewed into the rivers. It about killed the rivers around. Yeah, there. right, right. There's a lot of eco disasters out there that would have happened after the system shut down. As a biologist, it's interesting to see since we're probably like what eight or nine years into this whole thing now, and even though they still use cars, what? It, that was one thing I was wondering. They got to be like twelve years into this now, right? No, I think it's. I still. I think Kim's right. I think it's still only about eight it's, or nine. It years. was a short amount of time. They they crammed a lot of seasons into a very short period of time. They certainly mm-hmm. did, and like one season only spanned spanned like four days. 
Expanded. <laughs> yep. Anyways, expanded um, it. <laughs> you know, even though they were driving cars for a certain amount of time, a few years until the gasoline gave out. I'm interested to see like how the how nature has kind of like taken back everything mm-hmm. and and how it's corrected itself. Right. You start you seeing that. I mean, that was one of the reasons why they show Michonne going down that road on the horseback so you could see how overgrown things had become. Mm-hmm. Even though I got to tell you, having seen there's a um a uh, minor league baseball team baseball stadium that's near here that closed about um about four years ago, I guess now, three or four years ago. And I went by there not too long ago and looked at it. It was incredibly overgrown mm-hmm. in just that short period of time. I mean, you know, it was amazing how overgrown is hell. If you go into Chernobyl and see any of the places that's what I was getting ready to there, say. I mean, it's stuff's, stuff's pretty much disappeared. Yeah. You should see some of my neighbor's gutters. They've got like Ooh. trees <laughs> growing out of their gutters right yes. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I'm actually thinking that they were a little, uh, they were they were a little conservative in the, how much growth they showed. Mm-hmm. I would think it'd be even more considerably overgrown. Yeah, but you, you know, I'm really sh- I'm glad that they're showing this now that people are actually on horseback and you know really truly living off the land. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, it took a while that to happen. I am kind of I am thinking it was interesting that they still have solar panels working. Um hmm. I don't think I've seen ever seen solar panels that are 10 years old that are still working. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. But anyway. um but what do you think about Magna though? Do you like do you trust her? Do you think she has good intentions? Was she actually going to attack good, Michonne inside the house? She has her good intentions for her group, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do think she thought about it. She's a survivor. And, no, no, I do think you saw that. I think she is the one in the group that most desperately wants them to stay there. Mm-hmm. And, and she was, you know, she was going to extreme measures because of that. Yeah. But you what know, is, the rest of them are kind of like, we'll just have to leave. You I know? think, and well, she like, was, no. uh, through what they were talking about, she's the one, the most uh, extreme one in the group that wants mm-hmm. to have that place. She knows it's the place where they need to be. She knows it's the place where they need to be. What does attacking Michonne do for her? Like, that's know, just that going to make weird. the situation worse. It seemed a little weird that she was kind of stalking outside the window. At that yeah, point, I, I mean, I agree. I agree. Other than maybe she was going to force Michonne to let him stay or something like yeah. that. But, and then but that's she, just awkward. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know. I mean, what are you going to say to each other at breakfast? The but, next exactly. but what she did do <laughs> made a bigger impression than anything else she could do. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Honesty always wins. I, okay. Um, but <laughs> I was still surprised Michonne didn't let him stay, though. I'm not sure where where Michonne, if she feels comfortable enough with these people that they can stay somewhere. Just these not here. <laughs> but not here. But, oh, you can go stay at the hilltop. Because Maggie think will that, take it any old stray. I trust you enough to pawn you off on another civilization. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's like, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. I would have liked to have seen Luke go, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Oh, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. So they go up to Hilltop and they're like, no, so don't worry. They're great. You're accepting us, but you won't accept us here. What are yeah. you, better than Hilltop? Exactly. Are you, are you the elite? Oh, this is Magna. She's really good at hiding knives. And why Hilltop and not 
uh, the kingdom. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they got a whole lot of contact. Yeah. That was just weird. Well, you listen, I'll tell you what. There's something about Screw Hilltop, Hilltop that's man. more of a focus, because both commu- communities, Kingdom and Alexandria, talked about the Hilltop. They didn't talk about each other. Yep. But the Hilltop is the only one that's separated by the bridge? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Give me a minute. I don't know what to tell you on that. <laughs> and where did Oceanside end up? They're probably at Hilltop. Yeah, screw them. <laughs> we, screw haven't, them. we haven't seen anything. Wait a minute. Didn't we? Well. They're no. opening up for Old Rick. Oceanside opening up for Old Rick and oh. the <laughs> Saviors. In the Oceanside Ballroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old, old Man Rick and the Dreamers. Yeah, old Man Rick and the Dreamers. There we go. That's right. The Oceansiders <laughs> are opening for Old Man Rick and the Dreamers. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Sounds like a I bad We just created a new tour, guys. We need a t-shirt. Oh, that would uh-huh. be an awesome t-shirt. And then you could give that away on our podcast because you know our listeners want stuff. <sighs> Who doesn't? They do want stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't want stuff? And I want stuff. Scott wants stuff. We'll make it so Scott can have it. it can I win a t-shirt on this podcast? Yeah, it's no. maybe... <laughs> i did 133 episodes of a podcast and all i got was this lousy t-shirt <laughs> that's what i need <laughs> uh. oh, that would be awesome okay podcast. i only got this t-shirt so carol carol's got a whole new style mm-hmm. <laughs> yes she does long witchy hair okay yeah. i have a little problem okay with all, visual i style. have a problem with all the the big fake wigs on people. Yeah, I'm not digging that. Yeah. It's, she needs it's, to cut that crap. Like, I mean, come on. That can't be useful when you're out there fighting anything. I mean, I understand they're not all out fighting stuff anymore, but still. Like, well, I think Ezekiel that's, walking Stu, around and like... Stu, I think that's kind of the point they were making, though, is that her that haircut is not... To, yeah, it's not built for survival. It's built for spend style less. now. Because that would have taken... Between them. That would have taken four mm-hmm. or five years to grow it out that much, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but... We did find out that that Carol is not very different from the old Carol. No. Right. Carol is leading she's, a secret life. And when she was stirring she's that the same girl. cauldron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does look like she belongs on the Witches of Eastwick. But... A bit of I am Newt. <laughs> Where is that Harry Potter? <laughs> they, the hair that they gave her did not look like... It didn't look like it would be her hair. No. For some reason, I have, I think her hair would probably be a little bit... It would probably lay... Like bob. Yeah, it would probably lay down a little bit more than that. That was, like, kind of poofy. Well, uh-huh. you know, she doesn't have product anymore. I don't know. She's The water situation's probably hey. not the best. As a person that had has grown up with curly hair and Kim the same way, kind of the straight... Like, we understand hair that does not lay down. But Carol hey. does... Does not seem speaking like which, right? But speaking, hey, speaking of which, of having, speaking of which, of having product, yeah. Laura, Laura was the tough girl in the group, right? Magna, Magna, Ma- Magna. Yeah. yeah, is that Magna? Okay, yeah. <laughs> with the name Magna, like Magna was Magna was wearing a serious amount of makeup. You think uh, so? Was she? Oh God, yeah. I noticed it, and then the second time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my God, come on!" Oh, that's because you got, got that HD TV. She got lipstick on. She's got eyeliner. You know, I'm just going, "Really?" Yeah, we really? watch it on our um, old school TV. Yeah, we so have we our don't old, see uh, the details like that. TV VCR, tube TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a beta, a beta max. Yeah, I think I got it in college. <laughs> <laughs> it hides a lot of that stuff. 
We don't see the details. Yes, exactly. You got your eight-track player in your car, in your Pinto it wagon. It hums when you turn it off. <laughs> but <laughs> my point with Carol, it seems like, um, you know, if, if Alexandria and the Hilltop are thriving, it looks probably like the kingdom is maybe falling apart. They mentioned it several times that things are getting old. It's not as uh, yeah. nice and pretty yeah, yeah, as it yeah. used mechanically, to be. Mechanically, it's falling apart, but it right. looks like a thriving community. Exactly. I mean, like, everything else is fine. The The crops look okay and everything else. The 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 community looks okay. It's just that things are starting to get a little bit decrepit. Right. But, so. but it doesn't explain why the fact people can't repaint. I mean, you know, she's walking along talking about how it's falling apart and there's, like, peeling paint everywhere. And I'm thinking, okay... You don't need a factory to fix the uh, peeling paint. Yeah. I, I was Jerry, get off your ass and scrape the right. paint, pal. Put down the cobbler, Jerry. Jerry? But also that Henry has become, well, first of all, he's been adopted by the two of them, mm-hmm. Ezekiel yeah. and Carol, and he's become kind of a, a figure in the uh-huh. community. He's the prince. He's the, the prince. prince. Yes. But he's also trying to assert himself and trying to find his place in the world still after all these years uh-huh. and uh, taking care of the pipes and all that, what, you know, all that jazz. But I wasn't quite sure. I guess the only reason they were sending him off is just so he could train with Earl. Yes. But why yes. can't he train at the hill at, at uh, the kingdom? They don't have anybody there. Nobody. Okay. Him. Yeah. That was the whole point. He wanted to be the mechanic of the kingdom, mm-hmm. but yeah. the only way he could do that is to be trained on how to use the tools, how to make tools Things like that. Oh, so he was being trained on mechanical stuff. I thought he was being trained to fight. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Well, mechanical no, and gonna... or or just making stuff in general. Because yeah, they're sending right. him to go work with the blacksmith. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the whole that idea. That makes sense now. Yeah, and because yeah, that's Ezekiel why he was saying, was you know, the pipes he... are falling apart, but they wouldn't be if I knew how to make new pipes and things like that. Ezekiel gotcha. was hesitant on letting him leave. Okay. And right. Carol was talking him into just let him leave. Okay. He was overprotective. And then, of course, the, good job, Carol. That really screwed everything up. Yeah, but damn, she took care of business. Yeah. I mean, Henry still needs to have his little ass kicked and shown what's what, because you don't just go running off whenever you hear some damsel in distress. I thought her reaction she... when he jumped off the, the wagon was awesome, though. She's uh-huh. like, oh, crap. I know, but she didn't move very fast because, like, Henry. my first reaction when he started, when she jumped off the tra- the wagon, was, like, this is a setup to teach him mm-hmm. to not do this shit. But then it, it turned out to be the saviors. Oh, but you thought she, Carol set it up? Yeah, because she wasn't moving oh. very fast. Like, if uh. your son is going off into danger, possible danger, you're going to be like, God damn it. Like, get your ass over here. And curb yourself. Yeah, but Carol's laid back about everything. I mean, she easily got them out of that because she's Carol. She is Carol with her bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like what you said, Stuart and I were talking about this scene um, with Jed and how Jed um, said, I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm not going to take any of your stuff because you saved me. Yes, you spared me before, so I'm going to return the favor. Right. And And he was actually very generous about it because, I mean, he was talking about they were going to keep their wagon. They were going to keep their horses. Yeah, all their stuff. So, right. 
he, they were going to take the goods, mm-hmm. but he was going to leave them, you know, what they needed to to get back or whatever, which I was like, at the time, I was thinking, well, damn, that's really nice. Of I know, it was, <laughs> it was surprisingly good. That, yeah. And, and then, of course, he makes the comment about the ring, which, of course, you're like, oh, well, you can't take the ring. That's yeah. just terrible. Why well, would you take the and ring? And Carol's, Carol's reaction to it was exactly right. Here, take it. Yeah, yeah. I know, but at that point, the ring... You're just taking the ring because you're being an asshole. Yeah. The right. ring has no value right. in the world anymore. But Carol recognized that it. for what it is. She recognized he's just being an asshole. I know. But the, but the weird thing was that he was not really that much of an asshole about other things that mm. he could have been an right. asshole about. Right. And then he oh, yeah. said, okay, I'll take the ring. Because he's like, you can have your weapons. You can have, your, have the wagon. We just want the stuff. Oh, but I'll take that ring because I guess I need to. Piss he had you to off. be, you know. He had he had to make some comments because he had all these other people watching him. Yeah. You know, like I, why would I need a stupid stick? You know that kind of thing. Right. But he really was was giving them, letting them off light. Yeah, big time. Especially for someone who had been within the saviors. Mm-hmm. I think that it would, he would just mm-hmm. kill him, and I'm taking your stuff, and then we don't have any witnesses. We don't have any problem. Right. But he let him live, and then Carol goes back and. The, the reason that, I mean, for the reason that, that he let her go so easy, I was very surprised that she goes back and actually kills them all. Right. I, I was too. too. I thought it was a, it was actually ridiculous. Yeah. Um, not only that, um, it was ridiculous. I mean, these are people <laughs> that have been living off the land and so forth, yet they sleep very soundly at night when there's <laughs> yeah. walkers walking across yeah. The, yeah. the countryside, and they don't leave any guards out. Right. And here's Carol. She's walking around this crew for had to have been for a while, spreading gas all among them and everything. Right. And not one person wakes up. Yeah. Right. I was just like, oh my god, it was the most ridiculous scene I'd seen in a long time. I agree. It was it was pretty badass, but it was still just kind of like, really? I just that was so stupid. Well, and then like I think one of the worst things about it is that the I feel like the whole reason she went back and did that is just because of Henry, because she wanted to save face with him. Because he's like, what are you doing? Like, you used she to be She could have done that. Amazing. She could have done that by going back there and getting the damn ring back. Yeah. That's all she had to do. She All she had to do was go back there and yeah. take Jed, yeah. get the damn ring back from him. You know, Henry had no idea how he got how she got the ring back. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't know she went back there and killed all those people. But she had the ring before she... But she had the ring. He knows she had Right. But that's the thing. I mean, if she wanted to show that she faced up to him, all she had to do was get the damn ring. Exactly. Or put water all over him, lit the match, woke him up, and been, dropped it, and been like, you could have been dead. <laughs> and started laughing. Yeah, and, and then just take off. And laughing. Yeah. Like, Give me the ring. I'm leaving. You could have been dead right now. That's actually very true. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was it was, uh, it was an over, t- over way over the top reaction to that. Um, especially since I, you know, like we said, I mean, I'm watching that scene before that, and I'm thinking... Man, this guy is really letting him off light. Mm-hmm. He's actually being nice, even if he is being a jerk. And Kim had an op- a different take on that. What, did you, what were you saying, Kim? You were like, you were like excited that she did it. Oh, I was. <laughs> when 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 she walked in and started throwing gasoline everywhere, and then they woke up and saw what she was doing, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Well, I think that's the initial primal instinct is like, "Yeah, take him out." These are the bad guys. And here's the funny thing, though. The funny thing is, they didn't wake up. Yeah. Jed right. woke she, up. Right. He was the only one who woke up. The girl woke up, too. No, she woke up after she got on fire. Well, yeah, she still woke up. <laughs> I know, but, but I'm just saying it was ridiculous. Um, 
what I was telling Stuart was like, there's always that moment in your life when you really just want to do something really bad to somebody because they've really pissed you off in a way that you just cannot recover from. Mm -hmm. And you really wish that you could do something if you knew that you wouldn't get caught or you wouldn't get in trouble for doing it. Have you wanted to do something like that to me? No. Cam? No. Not yet. It was oh. like that time we put the salmon in Scott's tailpipe. Yeah. Okay. That was awesome. And I feel like... It smelled like shit for a year. <laughs> this was Carol's opportunity because everything that Jed and those guys did led up to the demise of Rick. Mm-hmm. And this was her chance to get back at those guys. Yeah. Because you don't take a girl's ring. Well, yeah, sacred. Yeah, well, you know, I think that that's the part of, of Carol that makes her a little bit different than a lot of the people. That makes her a little bit more ruthless. That people are like, yeah, you go, Carol. Which I don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. Is that there's certain parts of humanity you just don't go that extra step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think you that's where she yourself. went that extra step. And even in a fake world mm -hmm. it's like yeah you got to show some humanity at some point especially you know, now at this point where it is yeah. the new world maybe carol doesn't do that anymore mm -hmm. and you think that she doesn't until she does it this time mm -hmm. the one thing i thought when you talk about respect the one thing i did think was kind of funny in this episode is you know we're in a world where these kids have had to grow up fast Mm -hmm. And they're actually pretty savvy and so forth like that. Yet all of the uh, the adults were not honest with them. Yeah. I mean, they all kept saying, you know, you'll understand someday. Mm -hmm. But but yet these kids have had to live in a world where they they have to be, you know, it's it's visceral. It's out there. I mean, you yeah. you know, you say something, you explain it a little bit to them. Their parents they didn't get that way by their parents not telling them things. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, you know, Henry didn't get to the, where he is right now because he was completely coddled his whole life. Right. I had, I, you know what? I was actually shocked that Judith was running around with that huge yeah. six shooter. Yep. Well, I don't I, think Michonne wanted her to be. <laughs> I know, but she didn't take it away from her, but she was like, no. she was sitting on but the But she had it on her when she found them, the, she did. the people too, yeah, right? right? Right. Yeah. She was still, wear, she was wearing that bad boy. Does anybody believe that that little girl could shoot that gun and still be standing up? Uh, no. <laughs> No. If she braces herself, she will. But she was picking uh, off walkers no. for them? Yeah, that was no, a little even weird. Even if she braced herself, she couldn't do that. There's no way. Uh, I would probably that have a got serious kick. gun. Yep. I think she could do it. She's amazing. <laughs> but Kim, Kim, when was the last time you shot a gun? Uh, about five years ago. And what was it? Uh, M16. Uh-huh, and you were able to hold that real steady and light? I did, because I did the... Spread leg stance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you're talking about a pistol, a cannon of a pistol. Well, I, I shot uh, a, uh, a Glock mm -hmm. the same uh -huh. day. But Judith yeah. is what, like eight years old Yeah. at uh -huh. this point? Yeah. So all of 80 pounds? Mm-hmm. But she probably would be older than that, wouldn't she? Eight or no, nine. No, they said she's an eight-year-old. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. I was just guessing. I, I didn't realize they actually stated what she was. I don't know. I think if you train your kids, you could probably get them. I to... wouldn't. I mean, at eight years old, I don't think you'd be able to hold it up level. I mean, it looked huge on her. It was <laughs> much less. It was huge on her. It, it was huge, huge on Rick. She was sitting on the the steps. Right. Rick, Rick, big, exactly. Rick. I mean, it was huge on Rick. I mean, it was laughable actually how big of a gun Rick it's, had all the time. That's the Clint Eastwood gun. Yes, yeah. it is. 
Yep. 44 Magnum. Anyways, I like that she's trying to follow in the footsteps of her dad and her brother. And she's they're probably like mythical figures to her. And she's trying to live up to everything that they ever did in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even interacting with um, Negan. Negan. As if it's no big deal. But that was such a great scene. She put him in his place. I thought that was great. That was a really good scene. Yeah, you yep. turned out. And look where, yeah, look where you got, look where it got His you. His comments were, I mean, the dialogue between the two of them, and, yes. and I have to say that girl, the actress, she's fantastic, is really good. She was in the good. finale of Preacher. Was she? Yeah, she was? The, oh. the season finale. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What was she in that? I don't she was that. one of the school kids. Um, really? Yeah. There's a picture of her online in that scene. Oh. Anyway, so that's why she made this thing. Gotcha. She's really good. She was fantastic. I mean, it was uh-huh. it was um, hard to believe that she was that young, mm-hmm. and and pulling that off. Yeah, her dialogue, her dialogue with with uh, Negan was fantastic, and her dialogue with uh, Michonne was mm-hmm. very good too. I think in real um, life she's like eleven years old. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But the writing, uh, Negan's lines were great when when she's asking about the yes. math problem, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, I'd get on, I'd get on airplane C." Yeah, he's <laughs> acting almost like yeah. Exactly. It was awesome. It sounds like we got a big congregation coming in the air. Uh, but I I did think that uh, Negan's almost like uh, uncle like mm-hmm. behavior was was actually kind of cute. I did too. But at the fact that she still kept him at bay by putting him in his place. But her comment about, um, what was it, the... Uh, numbers? Yeah, with numbers, it doesn't matter if you're good or evil. Right. But So that's why she, that was the only thing she was going to talk to him about. And exactly. then she walks away. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was really Yeah, really but awesome. she's, she's the one, though, who brought up about the visitors there and that the fact that Michonne was going to r- drive him out of there. So but she understood weird. that the conversation was getting a little off the wheels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and Negan, I want to know, what does he think about the fact that the sanctuary is no more? All of his people are scattered to the I want to know what happened to the sanctuary. That's I what mean, I want to find out. What happened? Their crops are we didn't make figure it, it out? probably? Well, no. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they obviously had to get soil. They couldn't soil. work together? <laughs> at that industrial complex they were growing stuff at. It's all contaminated Yeah, yeah no, this, I mean, they didn't. They, they, they were takers. They were not producers. Yeah. So um, they didn't know what they were doing. But Negan seems to be well taken care of. He's got a shaved head, freshly shaved. Mm -hmm. He -hmm. seems to be happy somewhat. Mm -hmm. He's in good spirits. So somebody's doing him right. So, so in other words, somebody has changed their mind about how he's going to be treated. Who is that? Michonne? Does she play a role in that? You know what I mean? I don't think he get. I don't think he has a whole lot of conversations though, because he was pretty desperate to keep her to talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. I don't think, think they were really to him that much. treating him bad before. They were just kind of mm-hmm. keeping him around. Yeah. I mean, because he was Rick was going down there and talking to him. They were feeding him. I mean, what more they need to do to, for him? So maybe his attitude has changed. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's just positive in in the fact that he's still alive. I guess. But but what does he have to look forward to? I don't know if he was that positive. I think he was very positive at having, as having a conversation. But it wasn't like she. Had, that was her first time being there. So right. No, no, I, mean, I know that. But what I guess what I mean though is he he's putting on the the jovial Negan a little bit. But I don't know if he's really feeling that way. Hmm. I don't. I don't know how content he really is. I mean, or you know, I, 
No, I still think that there's probably something underneath there that has him quite quite uh, frustrated, I would think. So, it, again, it's like when we come to visit you. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay, cool. You see how excited when I am when you get here. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. You put on a different face. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, I do yeah, lie. That's yeah, a good point. And I actually, deep down, And see, you're Kim, very that's where I'm telling you, honestly, unhappy. is not always the best policy. <laughs> We're going to go on a break for a minute, and then when we come back, we definitely want to get into, um, we need to talk a little bit more about Rosita and Eugene, and see what's going on there. So, we'll be right back. Okay, everybody, we're back. Um, one of the things we want to cover is uh, it actually um, wraps up near the end of the show is what's going on with Eugene trying to, well, Father, actually it was Father Gabriel to put the, the wheels in motion about putting that transmitter out in the in the, the boonies so that they could see if they could contact anybody out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and if my, you know, it's funny. My my thought was probably Michonne's thought when he was talking about that. I was thinking, you really want to broadcast out to these other people that you're there, right? But, exactly. But nonetheless, Eugene or uh, Rosita volunteers to go out there and set it up and drags Eugene along because Eugene's the technical guy. So they have a little adventure themselves, right? Quite the adventure. Uh-huh. First of all, I just want to comment on Eugene's hair. No. Much better. I'm glad it, again. Do you think so? I think it's worse. I, I'm glad no. it's not the poofy thing going on. I, oh, the, God. The, the, the rat mullet tail, thing? The rat tail oh, is no. a little bit much. Yeah, with but the now... The rat tail with the beads, but... Now he's got, like, the boy band sweepover across the I eye. couldn't care less. Just as long as the, the, not that damn mullet thing. Well, I think he's getting... Uh, he's, like, too old for that look. The mu- mullet helmet? Come or the on. sweepover. Really? Kim, Kim, you would ra- you would rather have the mullet helmet? The, the mullet is iconic. No, I'm bullshit. glad he's not doing that. It crap should anymore. have like its yeah. own zip code. No, no, <laughs> it should be buried deep in the woods and forgotten. That's a, that's a change that needed to happen. As well, in, as most other mullets were forgotten in the woods. Okay, all right, fine, but I'll take the new and improved Eugene, definitely mm-hmm. the one who's a badass and will kick anybody else's ass that comes in his way. Yeah, That's I mean, we even awesome. got to see we even got to see scared Eugene, but it was not scared Eugene like I'm going to run away. It was scared Eugene like I, you, I can't keep up with you. I'll lead them away from you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But we also saw the Eugene that's now confident enough that he mm-hmm. wants to tell Rosita that he's got a thing for her. Right. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get it out, and she said, "Don't make things Be- weird." She that, knew that exactly was, what he was doing. She was right. That was well. She placed. was right. This is not the time or the place for you to be spilling your guts right now. We got things to handle. But he was hinting at it the entire time they were going out there. He was. Right. But I like that he, like in the moment, that she moment. Got the, she got the hint on him. She that he was like, hint. you know she what? what I need saying. to tell you this before I die just to get it off my chest. The old Eugene would have not done that. Right. But she said to him, she's like, you know, why don't we just stay on mission here? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he started bringing it up in the wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knew what he was talking about. Well, what a bonehead move to knock the, when he la- knocks the ladder down to just jump. Yeah. So stupid. First of all, the stupid thing was when he puts the backpack on when he's at the top of the tower oh, and, he and only put puts it on one sh- yeah. shoulder. Right. And then it falls and, of course, creates a noise that's loud enough to attract the walkers over there. But, but again, the walkers were already heading that way, weren't they? I yes. wasn't quite sure what the whole deal was with the bag. When I mean, the bag that... hit, I think it was okay. that was supposed to be like the cue that they got uh, attracted even more yeah, to that the was base the sound. of the water tower. Uh, okay, yeah. I thought but it was just something broke. Got, got them going towards the water tower. And then Eugene knocks the damn ladder over and he falls and hurts his knee. Well, why not call out to Rosita, hey, I lost exactly. the ladder, you know? Come um, help me. She so was no only matter like 50 how self-sufficient away. he is right now, he's still rumbly stumbling and screwing things up. Yes. Mm-hmm. True, true. Did it to his knee. So but, for that reason, he had to put a big old clump of mud in his eye. Yeah, That'll so teach him. I... Ooh, I've been looking forward to this moment for so long. Okay, so before you go into okay, like go this is what it is. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Whatever. Actually, what what are we what are we gonna go into, Kim? I want to talk about. <laughs> when you hear that, to me, it's like, oh my god, the herds communicating with each other. Right. And in fact, right. they kind of built that up. I think in the previews because mm-hmm. uh, I think they had Aaron saying, "Why are they walking around together? Like we've never seen them." Right, you right, know. right. Congregating. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it wasn't even like right. congregating. It was I like know. they were they were walking around. They were just lingering. Searching, searching for stuff. Yeah. And um, so when you hear the the kind of the whisper of stuff, yes, yeah. of course, the whispers have been whispered in my ear many times. The whispers. But I didn't think that's what was happening. I thought it was like, oh, my God, the, the walkers are starting to Well, I to figured it was now. the, I thought it was the whispers, but what I can't quite get, and I'm sure we'll we we will find this out, and Kim can probably answer it for me. But um, uh, are they communicating with the walkers? Because I didn't think walkers are they could... communicating with each other. They're just communicating with each other. Yeah. Are they got oh. the bit of the vespers? <laughs> no, but I mean, you see that they they all look like walkers, right? They yeah. want to walk amongst the walkers without attracting attention, so they whisper to sound like the grunts the walkers are making. But are they but communicate with each places? other? They gotta be leading them in some way. Why would they stick with? Well, them? Well, they like, turn the herd around. Yeah. So I mean, if they if they're like like oh we need to go over here, then like if they start moving a certain way, then I guess the other walkers are walking <laughs> with them. Okay. Okay, Tony, let's go to the left. Yeah, that's right. All right, I, Bob. I mean, that's a good question. How do they control <laughs> the real walkers? There's a ham sandwich over there. Well, maybe maybe there's an maybe there's enough of them in the crowd that they almost push the walkers in a direction. Right. You know, That's they possible. start turning that way and knock them in that direction, and the rest of them start following. Yeah. My question. Bunch of lemmings. <laughs> They're kind of like the general public. <laughs> when, <laughs> when people yes. see like other people moving their way, they're like, "Oh, there must be something interesting over there." <laughs> Herd mentality. <laughs> when Rosita and Eugene first come across the tracks, yeah. and they're going in the opposite direction of where Eugene and Rosita right. need to go. They were going uh, east and regime, and they needed to go west. Right. So there's that guy with the hair. <clears throat> how did the walkers know? How did the whisperers know that Rosita and Eugene were even there? And how and the hell did to, they miss him in that ditch? I, um, Kim, Kim, actually, I think maybe because they might have seen Eugene up on the tower. Oh, 
Maybe that's a good point. That's that's the only reason I was thinking that is because it, you know he he saw them when they were wa- turned in his direction. Mm-hmm. So so I think they saw him up on the tower. That's why they went that way. That's possible. Yeah. And you got me all screwed up because you got me like the whispers, and then the guys with the helicopter somehow were mixed, and that's not the way it is. I told yeah, you I don't that. Think so. I know, but I'm no. I'm just saying the like the storylines are kind of screwed up now. Because you got the A and B thing in my head and mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you should apologize to the listeners right now. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. There is so much that still needs oh, to be well, learned. I think you should absolutely apologize. You've you've totally screwed guys' heads up because yes. we don't process stuff that quick. Yeah. Well. So stop messing with us, woman. I'm sorry if I confused you, but. <clears throat> it's not hard. Did you not think, though, like, if you had known nothing, if they had yes. not been showing this particular scene for months now since june or july since san diego comic con which is when they first showed which one the mud scene the mud scene i don't think i i didn't see it i I hadn't seen it until last week oh really yeah oh okay so what was your initial reaction like did you just told you okay i mean were you excited (laughs) were you shocked were oh, you like, God damn, the walkers of, are talking. Of course I was I was excited. But okay. I thought I was excited thinking that the walkers were communicating with each other. Scott. I almost texted you the same way I did when I said, Ah, there's your windmill. Um, because I, I you know, as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh, that's whispers. Mm-hmm. There's the whispers. Um I mean I knew I, I knew I don't know if if how I fig found out whether whether it was you or whoever or whatever, that I knew that they put on the bo- skin and so forth of the of their victims and walked amongst the dead. Um, so I figured that's kind of what that was. Mm-hmm. And I knew the dead weren't talking to themselves because then that would just throw the, that, <laughs> that would be the seminal moment that would change the whole series. That's the, <laughs> completely. the jump. Right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The dead all of a sudden could start talking. Well, we got a whole other show. But that's yeah. how they were kind of uh, setting it up. They were trying to make you think that a little yes, bit. Yes, in the, in the, yeah, they're the commercials that are leading up to it, the previews were definitely doing right. that. Now put yeah. yourself in Eugene and Rosita's shoes. And I don't want to. They're sitting there with all this mud all over them, and Eugene's eyes are about to bug out of his face, and she has to mm-hmm. cover her mouth because she's got to scream and she wants to stifle it. That would be scary as shit to think that the walkers are evolving and they're changing and they're communicating with each other. And now this is a whole other ball game mm-hmm. that we have to deal with now. Mm-hmm. It's not just these mindless freaks that are roaming the countryside. So at that point, um, Rosita should have jumped up and been like, this show is ridiculous. No. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've Eugene would have Eugene would have stood up and said something like, "Well, this is an unexpected predicament." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're just fucked. Uh, yeah. Well, that got my percadilly going. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say at one point? He said, um, "Oh, what about his testicles?" It? Sweet sassy molassie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that one. That's a good southernism. No, mm-hmm. it isn't either. He's like making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> making us look like a bunch of morons. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> we do look like morons. I didn't take Eugene to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So we are set up for next week. Yes. 
we'll finally, I think, get a little bit more into our Whisper story and uh, find out. I, I think we'll probably maybe get some exposure to Hilltop next week. I hope so. Oh, uh, yeah. They've got to. They've got to. Sorry. Kim, are we boring you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Even when I said it, I was like, don't, don't, like, edit that. <laughs> That's a really good show. <laughs> I'm I think, sorry. I think that will show up in the end of my comment too. <laughs> I've got a really good thought, but wait a minute. Excited uh, for next week. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm okay. excited for my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head on your huge pillow. Oh, okay. We're going to laugh our way into our hits and misses. Uh, Kim, you got a hit for us? Of course I do. My Uh hit is the introduction of the Whispers because I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. And I honestly did not think that they would ever get to this point. Um, So I'm really excited to see how they do it and what they do with it. How far they take it. Okay. That's all I'll say about that. Um, My hit was the new crew that was coming in here, even though I'm not sure how long-lived they're going to be. It played well in this episode, and um, I even liked the the hints at um, other civilizations that they were putting out there. Like other past civilizations that they had dealt with were like, oh, well, that place was like a fossil. Like Colville. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so um, no, that was good. I thought I thought they were a great uh, addition to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, my big hit was Grace. Who's Grace? Oh, Gracie, the baby, Aaron's daughter. Why is that a hit? It's not. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell. Oh god. <laughs> oh, oh, <okay. laughs> Where did okay. that come from? Okay, Daddy. I'm kind of like, what? Well, isn't that the one that they they adopted that girl, right? Yeah, that's the one they or rescued from the Savior's building. Yes, right. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember that. It must have been seminal. That was um, when, um, what's his face from the first episode, or from, from, the, from the first season, they found, Rick and Daryl found him in the building. They had a shootout, and then they... Oh, yeah, yeah, Right. Oh, right, ah, right. Yeah. And then... Um, that guy. Oh, the kid in right. the crib. Right. Yep, the kid yep. in the crib. And Aaron's gotcha. like, well, I'll take care okay. of her and rain off. Well, that me. answers that question. Now, my my hit was, as Stu said, it was the the new group coming in. I hope they're not short lived. Um, I do yeah. like those characters, um, even Magna. I want to, you know, I think she's she'll be an interesting character. I think she's the kind that could relate better to Michonne than most of them. Yeah, I do. So too. I I would like to see some kind of a uh, respect build between those two, um, even if it does come from Hilltop. Yeah, and you know, even with Connie and Kelly, when they're doing their scenes, it's all very quiet. That is such Mm -hmm. a powerful moment when they're being quiet and doing the sign language. And you don't see that very much on TV, Mm -hmm. where it's just a quiet scene. Um, And so I'm really excited to see where they take those characters, too. Yep, I think they're all good. Um, Kimmy, you've got a, uh, I'm going to assume you've got a miss. Again, hard to find a miss. I mean, if I had to pick anything, I'd say Carol's hair. Okay. <laughs> it's got a life All of right. its own. Um, right. The Savior's part was, was a little bit... miss. Was it? Yes. Oh. Actually, just the hair in general. Wow, I'm glad you guys were thinking very deeply about this. Yeah. Well, um, no. I was going to say the Savior's part I'm was a little off for me. very superficial. 
Yes. <laughs> just wanted yes, to we let, get that out there. Yes, the, we know. <laughs> the saviors were off for me just because uh, I don't believe that they would be sticking around that area if their community had failed. Why stick around? There's other places that they could explore to scavenge. Well, I mean, I could see them sticking around just because it's known territory to them, um, even if their community fell apart, Um, and they wouldn't get very far. I mean, you've you've already scavenged all this surrounding area, the closest area to home. So why Mm -hmm. not go further and start moving on? Like they should be in Texas by now, screwing up with our fear of the Walking Dead people. Maybe so, maybe so. But you know what? We don't know. We don't know how far away they were when they went to get um, Daryl, mm-hmm. you know, so who knows? I mean, we, I, I'm speculating that the distance between Hilltop and the kingdom is much greater than we think it is because they well, always they talk about it being, day. yeah, I mean, they talk about it being an ordeal to get to this place, so it can't be that close by. Um, it's definitely uh, uphill. Both ways. Yeah. My miss was, yeah, the whole thing with the saviors and killing off Jed. I hate to say it. I like Jed. I know. You got very excited when Jed came on the screen. I and was. then you're like, and there goes Jed. Jed's dead. <laughs> baby. Jed's Jed dead. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I uh, I actually like Jed. I would have liked to seen him kind of uh, turn it around because I like the actor who plays him. I think he does a really mm-hmm. good job. Um, so I would have liked to seen Jed survive. Um, so that was that was disappointing to me, and I also thought the whole scene was kind of unnecessary. It was great seeing the saviors. Don't get me wrong; I thought having the saviors in the story somehow made it interesting because then we got a glimpse that something went wrong with the saviors. We don't know what yet, but you know, we find that out that they're living on the lamb. But uh, but then to just kill them off like that was disappointing and yeah. completely unnecessary. And they, I mean, they brought them on as like a very secluded threat, too. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even like yeah. they were a huge threat. Yeah. That people didn't right, even know exactly. that they were around. They're and not yet. marching on Alexandria or something or Kingdom. They were just living, living scavenging. So well, I guess they're just bring, setting it up for the sole new antagonist. Well, that's what yeah. I was getting ready to say. It sounds like to me that they just again tied a neat little bow on that community and was like okay we're done with you guys now we're bringing in the whisperers so make There's going to be more story to that though because they wouldn't have just said after it failed. I don't think they would have just left it at that that the sanctuary failed. I think we're going to find out something about what happened to the sanctuary. I don't think so. I think they I think Kim's right. I think they're probably that's it, man. No, I think you're both wrong. So, well, we'll move on. Nothing new there. <laughs> What's your miss, Stuart? Oh, no, I already named my miss. My miss is the hair thing. But oh. a, a little bit more explanation is like the dread thing. I mean, that has got to be frustratingly annoying. It's like, yeah, to keep them around like that. one, And especially in this environment where, yeah, yeah they've got showers and stuff around. But there's got to be an issue with like like how you how clean heat. you can keep your hair and stuff too and, and, and the heat and what heat about I, and dreads are not it's they're mm. not easy to keep clean that's for sure because you've had so, them yes <laughs> you should see Stu's dreads yes um, actually he did come back from the islands with <laughs> you know we we yeah no that was lovely with braids nice beads, nice beads. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we should post that picture. That's amazing. But wouldn't you think, like in this area, like I mean, like lice or bed bugs or something would be yeah, an oh, issue. Yeah. Totally. It's a huge, huge and, issue. And keeping that much hair in this, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like in the situation they're dealing with. Yeah, I think practical, for I practical agree. reasons you'd well, want it short. Walkers yeah. could grab your hair and pull you backwards, there like in the red machete. But they don't necessarily but again, have to fight I so much, the... but it would be really freaking annoying. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Ezekiel's dread. They're huge. That's I a think, lot of weight. Mm-hmm. I think for the, for no pun intended, but I think the idea was to show that they had let their hair down. <laughs> because that the threats were not there anymore to them. That, that was not been. funny, Scott. It wasn't funny at all. It wasn't meant to be funny. I'm no, serious. It's, that they... was not funny at all. Okay, quiet. Um, so, hey, listen, we forgot one thing, though. We forgot one thing to discuss. Are what? No, I'm not. What okay. was the scar on Michonne's back? Oh, yes. Thank you. Interesting. They made because a big deal out of that. Because that's the same location as Rick's wound, both from season one and from... What, last yeah, but was week. He, Rick's wound in the back? I thought it was just in the front. I think that was when Michonne went to Russia and had her kidney stolen. <laughs> oh shit! It yeah. was the Bulgaria. same. It was the same side, and definitely in the back from last week because he had a rebar going through him. True. Right. So yeah, it was front and back. Um, but hers was hers was an X. This is an X. It was a right. very. You know, like somebody intentionally did that. So I don't know. It almost looked like she had given a kidney. Well, maybe perhaps. Stu was right. Maybe it was organ thieves. Um, maybe, maybe Jed was selling it on the black market for. It food. might have been symbolic. It might have been symbolic. We don't know yet. But I can't imagine it be symbolic. They're not barbarians. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you there. I think that it was. I'm kind of thinking that it was a kidney donation to somebody in the community. Mm. They did make a big deal out of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was one of her kids. Maybe it was. Maybe it was an alien inside of her was going to burst out, and they got it oh, out of her first. Could have been. You know, okay. that's what I would think. I think that's more what it was. Where's Harry Potter? I don't even know where how you made that connection. But I okay. Since when are connections necessary? Uh, Maybe not. Maybe not at all. (laughs) Ah, you're idiots. All right. It's like word salad. We just throw it out there and let everybody else try and figure it out. Uh, Do we have any listener comments? I bet you we do. I bet you we got a bunch. David Valentin, DV Orlando, said, Love that finally we are seeing a real apocalypse. No more high-speed car chases, unlimited assault rifle battles, and unlimited supply runs. We are back to what the world looked like in the 1820s. That's true. Carol had a bow and arrow this time. A lot Mm -hmm. of people were actually using the bow and arrow. Yeah, I don't think think there were many guns to be seen other than a couple of the pistols. Except you, Uh, uh, Judas, huge But But that's what I mean, but I don't remember seeing any rifles or anything, do you? No, I don't because mm. even the guys that were guarding the the new arrivals when they came into Alexandria had like machetes and shit. They didn't have any guns. Yeah, you're right. Mbop at Cute Poison Ten said, "But Daryl has a dog. Carol kicked ass. Miss Rick. <laughs> Daryl does have a dog. A German Shepherd. Mm, How does? sweet is that? That's very adorable. Daryl needed a friend." He did need a friend, I'm sure, even though he's, like, pushing away all the other friends. But the dog's kind of like, this is the best tent you got, really? With all the holes? (laughs) Dude, seriously? Yeah. Just throws him an arm every now and then. (laughs) All right. Rennie89 has changed her name again on Twitter. Addicted to you at Rennie89. Yes. 
said, this episode was awesome. I'm saying this for every episode. For me, it's a great season. Love it. Just need Ezekiel to die and more Daryl moments. You know he's my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Love the moment when he saw Carol and Henry, the little smile on his face. He needs her as she needs him. <laughs> Ready. So why why easy die? Why, why what, because what? to be replaced by Daryl. Oh, okay. she wants Daryl and Carol to. She wants. Uh, she wants a, I got gotcha. I still think Carol looks like she'd be Daryl's mom. Uh, it I mean, sounds more like uh, Rennie wants both Daryl for herself. Yeah, wants both Easy and uh, well, yeah, Darryl Carol. Oh, yeah, all everybody to die. And she wants Daryl. Yes, yeah. yes. I or agree. she wants a threesome Carol with Daryl and Carol. Yeah, maybe possibly a threesome. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yikes! I'm just, I'm just doing well, the math. You know, it's just uh, yeah. We'll put put it out there, and maybe Rennie will have a comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Notice her no, name is addicted Rennie. to we you. She's Rennie. addicted to Daryl. Um, yeah. Joe Johnson said. I'm going out on a limb here, but I think Enid is going to be the one in charge of Hilltop. That's what I read. Gotcha. We already know Maggie is gone. I, I you know what? I'm intrigued, Joe. I that may be true. It may I, be true. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I a possibility. It, it really too. brought up an interesting uh, chain of events that might come out from that. I don't know how effective Enid would be as a leader, though. Right. What would Enid be as a governor? Now, the other thing, too, is what about, you know, the one guy we haven't seen anything of yet, and I'm sure we will see maybe when we get to um, Hilltop, was the the uh, savior guy. Yeah, Alden. Alden. Now, I, you know, Alden was very drawn to Maggie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... If Maggie's gone, maybe Alden went with him. Because we've seen Jesus and so forth. Alden's the masshole? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, he's English. Yeah, I know. I know, but he's actually Scottish. But I, last time, but I saw him recently. I was running through the channels, and there was one of these high school horror movies on. Oh, really? Uh, and he was a kid in this thing. Oh, and really? I was just like, oh, I recognize that guy. He didn't have hmm. the weird beard, but... Anyway. But he's got like that New England, but it's definitely yes. like yeah, mm-hmm. Ma- Massachusetts. He's kinda. the Gloucester fisherman. Like he's a shrimper, yeah. Yeah. The Gloucester fisherman. Not a shrimper. Lobsterman. Whatever. Shrimpers are neck of the woods, North Carolina. Oh, true. They don't fish for shrimp up there. Okay, whatever. Are you, are you ready to be shutting up now? They have yeah, huge shrimp with shut claws. It. Shut it. Shut <laughs> it. And they're red. Okay. Right. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Emmeline Belkamp okay. said, uh, Little Judith, Judith is adorable. She and Negan need to be math BFFs forever. <laughs> All hail Queen Carol, the badass the apocalypse needs. Could Michonne's scar be a tribute to Rick? It was too clean to be an accident, and that's r- roughly where the scar from his bullet wound was. I just can't imagine why she would have a tribute to Rick. That seems kind of why would she have a tribute to Rick? A bit of a Rick? stretch. I mean, get a she's, tattoo. She's kind of a badass. A scar, and she likes knives. She so, couldn't have done that herself, man. Yeah, it was no. on her back. It was on her back. She couldn't do that. No, not that perfect could, of a cross no, like could, that. Yeah, I like mean, Sadiq had to be involved somehow. Possibly. She had to have stitches. That was or, a big scar too. Father Gabriel, and it didn't mean to be that deep. It's just that he has really bad no depth, depth perception. perception. <laughs> oh, you guys are bad. <laughs> it's supposed to be surface wound. Ow! 
That's too deep. How? Jeez. You idiot. You blind bastard. So um, bad. You mean pee Kara and blood Craig for a week. Said, we done? Kara Craig said, I'm annoyed with the six-year time jump. They're officially taking lazy writing to gold medal status. And another couple with no chemistry? Sigh. Mm, really, Kara? I, I got I to disagree with Kara on this Same. one a little bit. Same. Um, Watch it again, Now, don't Cara. get me wrong. If... if if the storylines, if the storylines don't prove to be interesting going forward, then I will agree with you that 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 was a cheap gimmick to try to get it going forward. But I, I just have a feeling that so far, at least, like the storylines are going to be interesting. Yeah, I think the six-year time jump allowed them to reinvent every single one of the characters that we have seen, especially Eugene right. and Michonne to and but, Carol, but like Kim, Kim, that plays exactly into what Kara is saying. That is a cheap gimmick to be able to change all your characters mm-hmm. instead of showing the development that they went through to make them like that. You know what? I don't want to see all of that development. I understand that, but she's right. I mean, that is that is something that you'll yeah. see on shows when they do something like that. It is a cheap way to to advance the show without having to do much character development. I think it's brilliant. Well, honestly, yeah, yeah, I agree that yes, um, but I think it was needed. I think yeah, I agree yeah. with both right. of them that I think it's right. it's needed right. in a way because the the storyline was become, kind of becoming an old sponge. Well, right, and you didn't know and what we've to seen do with it show. anymore. And it we've seen the show needed. do stuff like that before. And we went from Skimple to Angela Kang. Yeah, and we needed a fresh start, and this was the perfect way to bring in Angela's producing and writing style, and I think it was amazing. Well, and you have a storyline no matter how much they tried to break it away from Rick. Uh, you know, give some uh, power yeah. over to Maggie, what, whatever. It always came back to Rick. Yeah. And that was the of only course. thing that people ever wanted it to be. And you know, what, what's shockingly well done is the fact that last week we lost Rick. Mm-hmm. And this week we're not complaining about losing Rick. Exactly. No, but you know what? There was something, I can't remember That's what true. it was in this episode that actually cracked me up a little bit because there was somebody, what was it they were saying? I think I even texted you at the time. There was two characters talking, and they were talking about the fact that that Michonne was reacting the way she is because of what happened. And I'm thinking, you know, five, six years after that fact, I really don't think that is going to be influencing her reaction to yeah, things but all I the think, time. I think that comment saying that she's reacting to what happened right. is not accurate. I think she's right. just... Where we find her is just... You know, it's a solemn moment where she's reflecting mm-hmm. on on right. Rick. You know, that's yeah. it. it. It's not that she goes down there every day and, and does that. And they don't have a grave site for him. That is his grave. That, you know, people go to graveyards all the time to to reflect on lives and to, and to talk to your people and to communicate about what's going on in your life and to ask questions and everything. That's where she goes to, to visit his body quote unquote and his it's spirit an old, it's an old strange show they couldn't find a body well i i said that too uh, like did nobody get on a boat and start to, <laughs> to well, he wasn't even in the river you, when the place did blew you see up. how many bodies blew up and yeah. and bodies went into the river at that point right oh, but he, he wasn't he on ran, the bridge at the time oh he did no he ran towards the bridge yeah well he, he struggled he towards it, it. right yeah. then he shot he, yeah he moved towards it and then he shot, and then I guess they're assuming that he blew up. And 
And I, I mean, he had to have blown up into the water at some point to end up on a bank somewhere. Yes. Right, right, right. There's, a, there's a bit of stretch. Yeah, suspend. It's a wee your bit disbelief. of a stretch, lad. You gotta suspend your disbelief, man. I, I do, and I, and a lot of times, luckily this season, I've not had a problem doing that. But other than the walkers I had on the out, the porch out here, I have never seen walkers. But I don't think it's too much of a stretch of the imagination to think that Michonne, who loved Rick more than anything in the world, <laughs> would be talking to him all the time and asking for his guidance, even in her bedroom or wherever she is. Yep. So, okay. Yep. Mark, Mark. Mark Lavarnway said, Who's the little boy with Michonne? Presumably hers and Rick's son, but, and this is a big but, that King is maybe three or four years old. Rick's been gone about six years. Something tells me Michonne was not pining too much for Rick, and good for her. <laughs> Carol, long hair will get you killed. But I'm sure she had it short to prevent her abusive husband from snagging it. The long locks shows that Carol is happy and feels safe with Zeke. He calls her his queen, and he treats her as such. He dearly loves her. Poor Daryl. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we didn't talk about the little boy who runs into Michonne's arms, and so you don't he's named think RJ. He's... Yeah, so how old do you think RJ is? So I assumed that it was Rick's kid, but, I mean, he's mm -hmm. right. He seems, like, younger than six years old. He's got to be three or four years old, looks yeah. like. Yeah. Well, she had a long pregnancy, I guess. I mean, Maggie did. Maggie spanned like three years, right? <laughs> Anything is possible. And she in never Rock showed. World. She never once showed. <laughs> she never had a pregnant belly. <laughs> she ever that ever. shit down. Yeah, she did. That's right. She talked about shit. So I want to believe that it's Rick's baby because they were talking about it so much. I don't want to believe that she went. No, it's it's Rick's. It's Bodie Rick's Odo baby. They else? just maybe didn't cast it very well. <laughs> maybe. I don't think it's Rick's baby. It was not carrying a six-shooter and a cowboy hat. And let me tell you, one well, of the creepiest scenes the girls got it. was actually when... No, I thought they just came out like that. The nope. creepiest scene was after Judith was on the staircase and talking to Michonne. And then right. you hear, Mama, I hungry now. Yeah, that was a little weird. That, that was, was little... strange. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, that I did not sound that, like. Or you a think kid. there was gonna be like a backwards walker? Yes, like, like ooh, <laughs> creepy ring girls there. Climbing the walls. Mama, I hungry uh, now. Uh, yeah, I yeah, um, I don't want to think too much into that because I have a feeling that is nothing more than bad casting choice. I think so too. Than anything else. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really I think show that's his intended, face or anything. That's intended to be Rick's kid. Yeah, Michonne should have pulled that katana out, taken that like thing slice. out. Slice. <laughs> You're possessed, kid. <laughs> God. All right. Okay. Well, that creeped me out. I think we've All right. watched too many horror movies. <laughs> it's like Gage from the Pet Cemetery. I'm oh, hungry yeah. for you. Exactly. Is that your pet cat? Oh, uh, yum, 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 yum. So, right. next week on The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 7, Stradivarius. Carol seeks out an old friend living alone in the wilderness, teeming with walkers. You know, we already saw that. Uh, survivors make the perilous trek to a new home. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. So, yes. in other words, we're going to follow our crew, go up to Hilltop. Yep. And that's it. And okay. we're going to talk about Daryl a lot. Yes, and evidently we're going to talk about Daryl a lot. Hopefully, Daryl will be talking about Daryl a lot <laughs> instead of grunting. 
<laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's got a lot to say. He's been on his own for a while. Yep, exactly. He's going to offer a piece of candy. <laughs> One sad thing to report is that... Yeah, very sad thing. Very sad thing. Yesterday, I guess it was, Stan Lee, creator of so many comic book heroes that we all love, Spider-Man, uh, the Fantastic Four. He didn't create Captain America, but he brought Captain America to life. Yes. He brought a lot of stuff to life. Black yes. Panther, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, I would say that he directly influenced The Walking Dead in just that we needed a comic book hero in this, and Rick became that guy. And he's... Well, just dr- the format. The whole format yeah. of the of the graphic novel and so forth. I mean... Yeah. These DC Comics and Marvel Comics uh, are American icons. Yep. I mean, yeah. they are they are truly a, a they are a true American art form. Mm-hmm. Yep. This and is purely DC, American. DC, I think, was um, relatively stale when he when Marvel came out. Yes. Um, and I think I think he really pushed the envelope of like constant conflict well <laughs> yeah but what between he did, characters right well what he did though what he did that was innovative compared to dc comics you know dc comics had superman and so forth were the big big deal at the time but what what marvel did especially with the character like spider-man was a perfect example they 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 made them a real life person mm-hmm. okay spider-man was a high school kid Going through all the crap that high school kids go through, Superman wasn't that. Superman yep. was a superhero with with you know who whose secret identity was a was actually kind of silly and that no one ever could figure out that Clark Kent was Superman even though they looked exactly alike. <laughs> Glasses can do a lot, um, but no. But he he really took the the uh, superheroes and made them relatable. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was characters. People. Yeah, uh, superhero characters coming of age. Yeah, the even the Fantastic and... Floor, Fantastic Four. I mean, their yeah. their characters were or the Fantastic Floor, or the Fantastic <laughs> Floor. <laughs> they were they were hardwood, um, and, but but they were they were you know they were characters with flaws in them. Yeah, you know, it was not not just your typical superheroes. DC really started do, pulling that together when they started doing something something with Batman that made Batman a little bit of a darker character and so yeah. forth. But yeah. it took them a while to catch on. Um, so that's where Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and these other guys that created Marvel Comics, that's where they really made their mark in Americana. Oh, and, and actually growing up with it, <laughs> Marvel was the only one you could afford when you were a kid. Mm. If, you, if you could scrape together enough change together, you could, you could get yep. a Marvel comic. Yep, you could not exactly. buy a DC comic. <laughs> I can, Stu. I can remember going to the beach with uh, with your brothers, and we would walk all not the way from brother. the beach house across the levee and all this stuff over to this one store because they actually had Marvel annuals, mm, the, year, right, the right, right. comics that they would bring out once a year about the characters or whatever like that. So we would always walk that way to get those things and get yep. so excited about it. Yep. Well, apparently there's one more cameo that we're going to see of Stan Lee, and that should be coming out soon with um, Avengers 4. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah, with Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other cool thing about Stan Lee is that he was in pretty much all of his recent films Mm -hmm. with some sort of cameo. Yeah, well, he did it because he was such a huge fan of Alfred Hitchcock, and Alfred Hitchcock did cameos in all of his movies. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And um, so Stan Lee wanted to, to do that as a tribute to Albert Hitchcock. But that made him relatable to all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was, a, he was a, you know, he was a rock star. I mean, yeah. a, a, an odd rock star. I mean, he was, he was obviously a salesman, but he was also, you know, people said he was a genuinely nice guy. Mm-hmm. But you even saw, you know, there's pictures on Instagram and so forth of the Walking Dead cast when they got to meet Stan Lee. And they're just like blown away getting to hang out with him mm-hmm. and so forth. So, yeah, he was an American icon. Yeah, um, Ming Chen from Comic Book Men, which also shows on AMC, posted a picture of himself with um, Stan Lee, mm. and yep. even he was like super excited about how he got to meet his mentor yeah. and the guy that he's always just worshipped, basically, and like they right. have a comic book store all because of what this <laughs> man has created. Well, he, I mean, he's right. been. He, uh, I mean, Stan Lee was always extremely down to earth. Mm-hmm. He never uh-huh. saw himself as like major celebrity. Even what? though he was Mr. Marketer for Marvel and was always oh, yeah. putting himself out. I mean, Stan Lee was probably not the most creative guy at Marvel okay. um, because there were a bunch of those guys there, Steve Ditko and, and uh, Jack Kirby and some of these other guys. There was another guy who actually started Marvel with uh, Stan Lee, but Stan Lee was the salesman of the group. Yes, yeah. He was the so marketer. He's, yeah, he's the one you, you, you saw, and he was brilliant for it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'd love well, I love mean, there was... you think, when you think about like they yes, they they had a lot of comics that were successful. Right. Uh through late 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. But they weren't making the money off of all that right. marketing and stuff until the past whatever, 15 years. Yeah, when the really? movie yeah, started coming 20 out. Years. Yeah, when yeah. uh was Disney bought them out? Was no, it, no. It? They, I mean, they started before that. Sony actually yeah, they, started. Yeah, they, they started before that. But I'm just saying, like, then, like, all that really paid off. Because, I mean, oh, yeah. for our yeah. generations, yeah. mm-hmm. I think, you know, we all, like, connected with Stan Lee and Marvel. I mean, yeah, and it brought, it, but it helped us, like you know, it helped us be able to connect with the younger generation. Because here yeah. now, the younger generation seeing all these characters that we saw. Mm-hmm. And I know I've, you know, my son's 30. And and he's a huge Avengers fan now on on the the movies and stuff like that. And he and I talk about it, and I'll be like, no, no, that's not the way it really happens. Hold on, you know, yeah, this right. is whatever. You know. He's like, well, that's not what I said in the movie. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's actually interesting to have the conversations with him now because yeah. we're we have a shared experience. It's just brought into us a little bit different way. There was a um, really cool picture on uh, Instagram from Chris Hardwick, and I showed him. He was evidently interviewing stan lee on a stage or something like that and he was on the ground in front of stan lee tying his shoelace while stan lee was talking <laughs> which i thought was so cool <laughs> i thought that was really neat that's cute yeah. that is very so. cute oh, anyway sad. so he's gonna be missed he's gonna be <laughs> yep. missed first scott wilson and now stan lee yep so um so write to us and tell us what you thought about Stan Lee or about um, this episode even. You can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, Stan.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.